Hello. This is Dr. Jamie, your adjunct professor. And today is Saturday, December 23rd. Yeah, December 23rd. It's just the day before Christmas Eve. And I didn't plan on recording an episode today. Uh, I am outside of my normal, I don't know, normal walking um, habitat <laughs> where I'm either in my own neighborhood in San Diego, uh, which I, I did in episode four, or I'm in uh, some of my natural lakes or mountains in San Diego. Today, I'm walking in San Francisco doing a hike here, an urban hike. And as I'm starting to, I'm excited that at this point, by the time you've, you've heard this episode, you would have heard episode four, which is Marla Curtis. That was such an amazing uh, episode. It was a great interview. And we, we were able to uh, really dig into some of the questions that you have, particularly around uh, her background and how to create a background. <clears throat> and so uh, I'll share more about this in the coming episodes, but I'm working with a group of scholars who uh, have a really funny name for themselves. Uh, again, you'll, you'll get to meet them. Uh, Marla is part of that group. Uh, and we are, the three of us, or the four of us, them and the three of them and me, are working on the structure of their chapter, of their first chapter, chapter one of their dissertations. And it's so amazing. I'm, I'm so inspired by, and really honored by the opportunity to work with, with folks who are trying to get those first few moves, trying to learn those first few moves in their their work. And so as I walk today in San Francisco, it's kind of a full circle moment. I had breakfast today at Roxanne's Cafe because in 2000, 2017, when I made the decision to pursue my PhD, I was working here in San Francisco or one of the largest hospitality conglomerates in the world. And I was deciding between two universities. One of them was Harvard, very close to signing my offer or my acceptance to Harvard. And later on the Chicago School, which is where I eventually matriculated. Uh, but I had that, I took that that, that, that decision, I made that decision sitting in Rockette's Cafe in 2017. So having breakfast there today was kind of the first, it's the first time I've, I've been back to San Francisco now as a PhD and it's kind of really cool. And crossing Van Ness. Today, I don't know where you are, but today is one of those rare days in San Francisco where the, it's December, December 23rd. 
it's warm, it's bright, it's mild, it's alive, like only San Francisco is. But here's what I want to talk about today. As no matter where you are in your writing dissertation style, I'm speaking specifically to you. And I think this is sort of keying off of my test scholars that I'm working with, is identifying who your reader is. Who is your reader? And it, it occurs to me that you might have a vague idea. And I think when I think back to my own dissertation, I had a vague idea of who the reader was. But actually, in fact, the reader was me. I was writing a dissertation. I was writing research and trying to answer and provide information and insight guidance about founder syndrome because when I experienced it, I won. I had never even heard of the term before, founder syndrome, and I was experiencing it. So a lot like what happens on the medical side of research, someone is experiencing symptoms and they go to like, so they Google the symptoms or men, men or whatever those medical databases are. And they read a bunch of symptoms and they go, oh, this symptom is, describes this disorder or this disease or this phenomenon. But the, I was, felt myself sort of flailing because I was experiencing something connected to my work with the founder, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And so when I read for the first time what in the literature, what founder syndrome was, it was like a bell went off in my mind. It was like, I'm not crazy. I mean, I may be crazy, but I'm not crazy about that. And there is an explanation. But what ensued after that was there was very little information that had been published and been written about the topic. So it took me quite a long time to to understand that this dearth, this limitation of research, that I would, you know, my peers were doing quantitative research. There's tons of articles for them to choose from as they were writing their literature review. I really had like 17, and that's pretty generous. Maybe there's like 10 qualitative or theoretical articles, and seven empirical ones. Um, and that's not a lot. But what I'm trying to express here is that it became clear to me that I was writing a research for the next individual who experienced founder syndrome and didn't know what to make of what they found. So Here's an idea. I'm going to be working on this with my test scholars. Is I'd like you to imagine the same way that an actor might prepare for a role. I got this idea from my friend and colleague, Shiraz Barbek. Well, 
I'll, I'll see if I can get her, interview her. So she's in a, she's a gifted writer. And well, I'll look tell her, her story. I think it's an interesting and a compelling story. But she, I was listening to um, a podcast that she's on, and I'll share the episode that I'm referring to. And she played recently, a few months ago, she played a role uh, in a local theater production of The Color Purple. And she, she didn't get the role that she was going for, but she got like a supporting role. Uh, none, of, none of the titular characters were the main characters. She was a background singer, and she said that what they did, the theater company, they each had to name their character, give their character a name and a backstory, and they had to stand up in rehearsal and present the backstory of their character so that and the brilliant part of it, and so as, as I was listening to her, her because that's what I've been on this episode today, on this walk, was listening to it, another podcast of this thing to support my friend. And when I heard this, it stopped me cold. I thought, oh, let me gonna make a note to myself to remember to talk about that. And rather than write a note to myself, I thought, better to record this as a ad hoc episode. The brilliance of this is, imagine, you can imagine a, a bunch of characters who are not the main characters, who now have a clear sense of who they are and how they got there. Why these characters, you can imagine all of the players um, in the color purple, the main characters and all of the ancillary characters talking about or having some clear idea about how they all got there. And whether we get to experience Seely, you know, we're, we're going to explore Seely and Mr. and, and Harpo's story, because they are the main characters. But imagine how much more heat there is when the ancillary characters know who they are and how they fit. And so I'm offering to you this idea that knowing who your readers are and how they got there and what they need and what they want helps you address and identify and write to their needs. So I'm going to be practicing, trying this out with my this idea because I think ultimately as, as an educator, I am a transformative educator or experiential edu educator, meaning I'm going to take what is happening and you know, figure out how to use it as a teaching tool. So imagine this. To, Create a dossier for your reader of your dissertation. Who is the person who's going to find your dissertation and read it? What do they want? What do they already know? And what journey do you want to take them on so that when you're writing, you are not writing sort of in a vacuum, but you are speaking to that individual, those individuals. And as I think about my test scholars in some instances they may have you may have more than one type of reader so again by this time you will have listened to episode 4 Marla Curtis 
if you haven't, then I invite you to go back and listen to episode four. But in Mala's work, she's talking about or investigating the experiences of black women and their hair and how their hair can be a, dis- a source of discrimination, particularly in higher education. So, well, let's think, who are her, who are, who is her reader? Who are her readers? Well, clearly it's going to be African-American women. But African-American women um, have very different needs in terms of what they will expect from reading a dissertation than, say, another audience, another reader. Mala's research would also be of interest to uh, non-African-American academics who are curious and want to learn more about topic. Well, already you can see that a black woman who's experienced this discrimination and a non-black, maybe non-black a white woman or a white man or any other kind of person other than the target phenomena, which is the focus of of her topic, they have very different needs. So how is she going to, how does Marla address the needs of both of these audiences there are multiple levels of audiences at the same time well that's going to be her challenge and that's really your challenge is to understand and be clear about who the reader is so just like uh shiraz did and the players in her theater group created a backstory for their ancillary characters i want you to create I invite you to create a backstory for your readers. Name who the reader is, the typical reader, how old they are, what they've already read, what they know, what they're curious about, and create, I don't know, two, three, four different readers of your paper, of your work, and keep that in front of you. So as you're writing, you are writing to and addressing those needs. I hope that gives you some um, energy and some clarity uh, in how you're developing your work. Today, uh, December 23rd, not sure when this episode comes out, but it should be coming out fairly, fairly soon, maybe before the end of the year. I wish you happy holiday and uh, good writing. Keep writing. Keep it up. One step at a time. This is Dr. Jamie, your adjunct professor. You are.